Welcome everyone to the pilot episode of the Mississippi Small Business Development Center's podcast, where as part of our 40th anniversary, we'll be speaking with and highlighting different MSSBDC staff in different centers around Mississippi. In today's episode, we're joined by Chip Templeton. Please enjoy the podcast. Okay, I'm Chip Templeton. I'm at Mississippi State University in Starkville, so I'm with the Mississippi State University Small Business Development Center in the College of Business here, and I'm the director of our SBDC. What's the first step for someone who has an idea for a business? You know, what do they need to do to lay the groundwork? Well, they need to give me a little bit of idea of what's on their mind first, because uh, as an example, I, I had two calls probably in the last hour. I usually don't have that many calls that quick. Kind of a, you know, you woke up with an idea, kind of a question. So you, can, you try to discern it respectfully with them to make sure that they indeed are ready for one of two doors, either to go to some workshops before they come in for some actually business counseling, or are they ready for the business counseling so you can actually help them? So, you know, you're making sure they, they know, it's kind of like going, go, being a baseball player, you got to know enough to get out there to swing the bat first. So do you, if you still need, need to be at spring practice, then you need to go backwards a little bit before you, you come. So that's the first thing. Listen and try to give quick guidance so that you don't waste their time or think that they're, you're not blowing them off or something. You want to be helpful generally to everybody. Do you find that most people who, who come to you uh, already have kind of gone through those steps, or do you find that most people are usually starting at square one and, you know, you need to guide them through that process? It's, it's all over the map. Um, most of the time they're somewhat prepared for business counseling probably sooner rather than later. Mm -hmm. uh, when in doubt, I try to go ahead and see them because a lot of times you know, they can find out a little ahead of time where they are, and you can always send them back a little bit. But, you know, we have, a, we have an official standpoint that you have to either be, we're having a conversation about what we do, and here's what we do, or you have to sign up to be a client within the system. It's kind of like going to the doctor, you just don't start talking to the doctor out in the waiting room, right? You got to fill out some paperwork. So we make sure there's a, you know, black and white issue of you're a client, or you want to be a client, or here's what you need to do before you become a client so that we go through the process. And so we try to meet them where they are. You know, some people, you know, have no idea that they need to be doing some things before they, they, they come to be canceled. But we don't want to waste their time and send them off on a six-week wild goose chase of looking at stuff that if they're actually ready for it. So I try to, to kind of understand where they are let them know that we care about them and then set them on their journey in the direction they need to go and then circle back as need be. I always say, I'm not going to slow you down, but you've got to do your part to go through the process. So you talk about obviously being efficient with your time and the client's time. What do you think, uh, you know, is the most important item to bring to a meeting with a counselor? What's one thing that somebody should show up with besides just that basic idea? Well, of course, the first time that you meet with them, you don't know what they need and they don't know what they need. But as you establish that, you know, you, we give them some homework or things that they ought to do and they don't have to do them. Uh, or if they try to do them and, and they give them the best effort, you know, we're not there grading papers. We're, we're trying to see them along on their journey. 
and then uh, you know if they realize they're over their head you try to explain it to them or they may realize that you know they're really not ready for this and so forth so that's kind of what we do so if someone's hesitant about reaching out to the SBDC, right? They're unsure, they don't know what steps they need to take. What would you say to that person? Well, and you know, ideally I'd like for them to email me or, you know, or call me. Uh, emailing is always better, but you know, and a good another example is a couple of times today I had contacts and they had Googled, I need help with the business. Unfortunately, it comes up to us quite often. So we get a lot of contacts that, that way. Well, just follow the instructions, follow your instincts, and then I think it's our job to put you at ease. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we score pretty high on the comfortability scale of, I'm comfortable with those people, they made me feel at ease that I didn't ask a stupid question. Now, we're the place that you can go to, again, I use the doctor analogy, you don't have to be embarrassed about going in with a runny nose. You know, we're the place to be yourself, ask those questions. That's what we're there for. We're not gonna make you feel dumb about what you ask, but we are gonna help you learn or move on to what you, what else you need to be doing. So what do you think with, with everything going on in today's you know, COVID-19 and, and, and how that's impacted everything, what do you think the future of small businesses look like, not just in Mississippi, but around the country? Oh, that's an easy question. That's an easy question because there's an old saying, it's always something. You know, if, it, if it's not COVID, it was something else. So there's all, it's, a, it's an evolution. Small business is an evolution. Small business will always be there. It'll always be reinventing itself as the next thing. So it's when you thought nothing was gonna ever exist anymore, all of a sudden new kinds of businesses spring up and so forth. So it's going to be different. It's going to be challenging. Um, yeah. But it's always going to be there. It's just going to be a different set of issues. So it's a, it's a, it's a crisis. We're working our way through it, but it's, it's, it's going to be healthy. People are going to find a way to make a living. Well, you know, again, you said it's always something, right? What's what's a client story you've got that kind of illustrates that always something uh, mindset? Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! You put me on the spot. I'm you sure that I can think of, think of a million things. Maybe one will float to my head in just a, in just a second. Uh, I had a, this is not a good example, but I'm going to throw it out. And mm -hmm. I'm not going to, well, I never make fun of anybody with any kind of idea that they have. But I had somebody, you know, kind of call and they, they, what they want to talk about was opening up a cat cafe. Now, I didn't think Amazon.com was a good idea the first few times I heard it. So you never know, you know, what can come around. So I'm still waiting for the cat cafe. Um, maybe somebody will, will follow up with that and want to do something. I asked a couple of people if they'd ever heard of such a thing, and they said, yeah, they have those in Japan and other places. So I don't know whether it's a good idea or not, but, but um, you know, you hear all kinds of things. Here in our office, you know, we, we serve a 10-county region, 
And, uh, you know, we helped about 400 businesses here in our office. And so we see just about any kind of business you can think of that comes through here from really large businesses, you know, with a lot of employees to, to, to the person that just, again, just woke up with an idea. So try to treat them all the, all the same. If I think of another story as we talk, I'll, I'll, I'll come up, I'll mention it if it seems appropriate, but I can't think of a, of a story right quick that jumps to mind. Well, what's your, your favorite thing about working at the SBDC? I mean, you mentioned earlier, you like, you know, helping people kind of guide them along the way and getting them set up for success. If there was one thing you had to pinpoint about, you know, working at the SBDC, what's that favorite thing? Well, I like being part of a team that really cares. And the Small Business Development Center team really is that. We really do care about what we do. We take a lot of pride in what we do. Um, because, you know, seeing someone go from point A to point B is measurable. And which, you see that you're helping someone. You see, you know, how many businesses that you helped start in a particular year, you know, how much money they were able to bring into their business with funds of their own or through investors or getting a loan at the bank. Uh, or you helping them see, you know, this is something they really don't need to do. So success is always by not what they did do, but sometimes what they decided not to do. <laughs> this uh, can actually be even more powerful because, you know, you can lose your whole life savings or your reputation or everything on some idea you didn't think through all the way. So I like to see the fact that we're going from point A to point B in a measurable way, and it's helping people. You know, it's, it's always a good feeling when you're helping someone. And uh, that's what we do, uh, and it's a lot of fun to do that. Uh, and I think, you know, I have a lot of people that tell, that tell me, you know, you sure sound like you really enjoy what you're doing. And uh, it's because we're helping someone. Well, to, to kind of close, wrap this discussion up, what's, what's one thing, you know, you in all your years now of doing this, what's one thing you'd say uh, is key when it comes to opening a business and then staying in business? Okay. Well, I didn't answer your question about the, how long I've been here. I think the phone rang about that time. I've been doing this about four and a half years here at Mississippi State with the Small Business Development Center. But I've also spent all my adult life basically being in business for myself. And so, you know, when you say that you, you've been in a pretty successful business for 30 years, more or less, uh, that kind of goes into your question, you know, how, how about being in business is sustainable? You know, it's not a contest as to how long you can, can stay in business. Uh, it, it's very difficult to, to go into business and to make sure you thought through everything, you know, planning, 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 I always say entrepreneurs is kind of two ends of the spectrum. You've got the planners, planners, planners who plan so much they can't ever take action. And then you've got the opposite of that, the people that are, I don't need to plan. I know what I'm doing. I know this is a good idea. So somewhere there's a happy medium that each person needs to decide for themselves is that I have prepared myself. And then you go try to do it. And, um, and if you're lucky enough to, to finish one year, two years, three years, you just see how far that you can go with it. 
and then for whatever reason that you go out of business, you know, it's not always a, a crash and burn situation. You know, my businesses, I just decided it was time to go another direction to kind of tap it down to a nice safe zone and move on to the next thing and be out of risk. The term being at risk is something that's always out there, the risk reward of being in business. So, um, you know, the longevity thing, you can't plan for that. All you can do is just see if you're making money, having fun doing it. I guarantee you, I don't care how much you're passionate about, if you're not making money with it, you won't like it for very long because you'll eventually run out of money. So it's just something you just take it, you know, one day at a time, one year at a time and see how fate uh, leads you. You know, sometimes it's the darkest before the dawn. Sometimes your worst year is right before your best year and, and all that. And you have to learn how to control yourself now, being an entrepreneur is different from being a manager. You've got to control all these things to make sure it all fits just right to keep going forward, even at times of adversity. All right. Well, well one, I'll give you one final crack at your best right. story. Have you thought of any, <laughs> anyone in particular that, that sticks out to you? Not really. And I'm, and I'm very embarrassed that I didn't because I'm usually full of stories. I guess I'm trying to think too hard about too many, but, um, there's gotta I'm, be sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure as soon as we hang up, one will, one will come to me uh, with a great story. But uh, it sure is fun when you've helped someone uh, go through the process of getting their loan, working with the banker, mm -hmm. uh, you know, working with them over several months process, and um, actually going and visiting their, their business um, and seeing them open. Thanks to Chip Templeton for spending time and speaking with us concerning his experiences within the Mississippi Small Business Development Center. We appreciate your insights and expertise. The Mississippi Small Business Development Center is funded in part through a cooperative agreement with the U.S. Small Business Administration through the University of Mississippi. All opinions, conclusions, or recommendations expressed are those of the authors and do not necessarily reflect the views of the SBA or the University of Mississippi.